spring off! Hey, Bren, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah. You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Who's Hey, Bryn, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Oh, my God. Weekend at Bernie's saved my life. Jonesy, you have to have seen it. Oh, my God. No. No, I haven't. Of course not. It's seen Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the out of me when I was a kid. You know, did scared the out of you? I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your home spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Film Springer, the podcast about all of your favorite films and your sheltered friend who's never seen them. I am your host, one of your hosts, Tony, and I'm here with the other host. I'm another host, Bryn. And, and our other host. And I'm the sheltered friend, There's Nina. Three of us. Yes. Yeah, and you. this week, I am super excited for this film because we are venturing in to the genre of anime with this film. And it's one of my favorite films of all time. And it is one of the best anime films ever. It is the 2001 Ghibli Studios Spirited Away. The applause, studios, applause, applause, applause. Yep. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, I'm a, I love this movie. I don't know how many times I have seen it, but there is a lot to unpack with this movie. We can definitely do like a full two-hour show with all of the Japanese yeah. folklore and all that. So we're going to briefly cover that, and I apologize now for butchering all of the Japanese names and words oh, throughout this episode, because yeah, <laughs> you so know sorry. it's going to happen. But um, we will get into the film. But before we get into the meat of the film and talk about our opinions of the film and get Jonesy's opinion, because one, Jonesy's yeah. never seen anime before. This is like her introduction into the anime genre. She's about to move Facts. to Japan. I know. <laughs> so it's kind of fitting. You know what I mean? So let's watch the trailer and get the audience in the mood for some Spirited Away. Yes, please. Walt Disney Studios presents a Studio Ghibli film. Honey, don't take a shortcut. You always get us lost. From master filmmaker Hayao Miyazaki. What is it? Come on, let's go in. I want to see what's on the other side. Where are you going? You shouldn't be here. Get out of here now. What? You've got to get across the river. Go. I'll distract them. Afraid. I just want to help you. No! In worlds seen and unseen, where spirits are transformed <laughs> and sorcerers rule, the witch Ibaba controls you by stealing your name. If you completely forget it, you'll never find your way home. Your name belongs to me now. One girl's future depends on remembering one thing above all else. I want you to know my real name. It's Chihiro. Experience a magical movie phenomenon embraced by all the world. Haku! On DVD and video, prepare to be spirited away. Oh, I love it. I love the I music love for it. So, um, hi. I'm going to mess up his name. Hi, hi. How do you say the director's name? Hi, yeah. Oh. Hi, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who 
who you think you're asking. Uh, you both of you. Like, the other two hosts of the show. <laughs> I'm going to just say Hayao Miyazaki. It's Miyazaki. Miyazaki is the last name. That part it's I get. Um, so he wrote it, directed, did pretty much everything on it. And the one of the things fascinating about all of his films that he does with Studio Ghibli is, especially this one, there wasn't a script. It was all storyboard. And yeah. the dialogue was done as they were storyboarding it. And the story developed as they were storyboarding the film. And when they started How doing- How did he pitch it? Good question. It's anime. Well, because it's anime, the yeah. whole point of it, the whole purpose of yeah. it is like these beautiful drawings and these like sort of um, sweeping images. Yeah. So they sold it. They pitched it from like, look at this beautiful. It's like a comic. And like, he had a concept that he wanted to yeah. do a film for a 10 year old girl, like for young women, because at the time, because at the time there was a lot of films out for young women, but they were always like in love with somebody. And it was always about that. So he wanted to do a, a movie for young girls where they were on an adventure and it didn't have to do with them falling in love, but them trying to find but themselves. But isn't that them. what ends up saving the two? It's, it's like a pure childlike saying, love. Look, yes. it's true love. But that's you know, just like you said. Love. It's chi- like a pure childlike love. It's it's like she loves him so much that she's risking because they are kind to each other. It's not a romantic mm. sexual yeah. love. It's not like he's saving her so, so that he can marry her. It's uh, very much of this, like just giving your heart to someone because they're kind to you. It's very childlike and beautiful. Yeah, I feel like they could have expressed that better because I was a little uncomfortable. I was like, she's really? a little young for true love. Oh, I didn't pick that up <laughs> at all with this film ever. When no, all the many times I have that was one of the things I always felt so charming about this film is that the way the two characters, it's not like, oh, I love him. No, it's like a friendship type of. And she's not saying she's yeah. in, she never says she's in no. love with him. Like they never like try and kiss or it's never romantic. It's like. No, but other people say it. And so that's where I got confused. Like I even asked my husband out at one point, I was like, so she's in love with a river? A spirit, a river spirit. <laughs> Spoiler so Brin, alert. I know, Brian, before we get into the meat of the, the film and the folklore, the Japanese folklore and all that, give a brief summary of what the plot is about. <laughs> Holy moly. Okay, I'm so, going to pay attention to this one. I was watching this with a date and he was like, oh, great. Such a change from Barbarella. This actually has a story. And then 10 minutes and he goes, whoop, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I follow the story I so like, easily. I just, uh. So it is about a little girl who um, is traveling with her parents. She's leaving. She's moving. She's like in a time of change. They stop. They find this abandoned town and her parents sit down to eat and they are eating like little piggies and she runs around because she's like, I'm not going to eat. And her parents get turned into pigs. And it turns out that the town isn't like an abandoned town. It's it's a go. I'm using quotes. So you can't say me if you're listening. It's it is a ghost town, a literal ghost town, a town for ghosts. Spirits. So it's a spirit town. Yeah. So it, she ends up at a bath house for spirits. Yeah. And she befriends uh, a little spirit boy who sort of guides her through and tells her what she needs to do in order to not turn into like a pig or have anything bad happen to her. So she ends up getting a job at this bathhouse and the rest is imagery. No, 
Tell me what um, the rest of the plot is. No, okay. So lost. it is about her struggle <laughs> within the bathhouse and her struggle to find her parents and get back home. Yeah. And so the the villain of it of the whole movie is Yababa, the which Yababa, uh, Yababa which is which of the bathhouse, pretty much. And which, she yes. takes um Chihiro and offers her a job, or Chihiro begs for a job because if she didn't get a job hero is the little girl the little girl yeah. for everybody who knows so or when she sin. huh oh Sarah no wait sin. i'm getting to that yeah um so Chihiro goes to yababa and yababa makes her sign a contract and in doing so she takes away part of Chihiro's name and it leaves her with just one character in the japanese character which is sin which means a thousand um and so and so when they when they were filming doing this, the filmmaker, um, God, I can never say Maya Maizaki. Maizaki. I know I'm gonna trip over it all night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> said that he did that purposely, so it felt like she became a number to Yababa yeah. instead of a person. And so she goes to work in the bathhouse, and she meets um, Lynn, who's one of the like her mentor in the bathhouse, and they encounter a bunch of different spirits in. Kumai is what they're called in Japanese. Kumai is a type of spirit. It could be either a tree spirit, river spirit, anything. And it's all rooted in the Shinto um, religion. Or, yeah, I believe so from right? Shinto. Um, So she works in this bathhouse, but at the same time, she meets um, Haku, who is a young, other young kid in the in the movie. And he, like you said, kind of guides it. But turns out Haku is actually a river spirit. He didn't and he was a river spirit. He, he didn't. was stuck there. He yeah, didn't because know. he couldn't remember his name. And she once didn't. you forget your name in this spirit world, you're stuck there. You can't get out until you remember the, your name. So through the whole movie, both um, Chihiro and Haiku are trying to remember their names. And at the end of the film, spoiler, um, um, Sin, who is Ch- Chihiro, um, what's it called? Remembers Kahu's, Ka- yeah. Haku's name. Haku sets up. Yes, she remember Haku's name, and then so Haku. So the whole know, point, like part of it is that Haku's um, river was moved. It was diverted so that they can make apartments. apartments yeah. So he became lost, but then he gets to be free, and he helps Chihiro be free. And so they, in their young, innocent love, Lena, yeah, help Lena. each other regain their identities and go off to lead the lives that they were supposed yeah. to lead. And along the way, Sin meets like No Face, who's has been cosplayed so many times so from this movie. So much. Who okay, is, is an original? Who no, no, actually, he's an original character to the film. Like, there's not a lot of references to that particular spirit within the Japanese folklore. Um, but he Yababa is the villain. Yeah, Yababa is the villain. She thinks her at the end. Yeah. And but do you think a villain for Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> Plus, I also thought the thing was more that like everyone's fault was their own, like. You know, we at first think that the stinky monster is a bad guy, but it turns out he was just like, you know, the lion spirit. with the yeah. thorn in his yeah, pot or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, the parents, well, we thought they were good guys, but look at their gluttony. Like, so I thought there was no good guy, bad guy. I thought it was one of those things where, like, every person is neither good nor bad. We no, see. you're wrong. Yababa is bad. Okay. Yeah, she's bad. <laughs> 
She has ulterior motives throughout the whole movie. And she has a twin sister. No, you are wrong. And your reading of this and your interpretation is wrong. You got to also remember that this film was made for like 10-year-olds. What's the goal of the film? Then that makes even less sense because it's very difficult to understand. Well, maybe (laughs) as a child, because you have this imagination where you're able to take yourself out of reality as a child. You have that innocence. So maybe as a kid, it'd be I'd be curious to get like a kid. So I and tried to get my daughter to watch it. She would not. Why? She might be a little young. Just because I she wanted her to. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was watching it with the guy that I'm dating yeah. last night. And he has the real heart and spirit of a child. And we were watching it. And he was like, it would take just a kid to get through this. And he said this to me. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, because a kid is just like, they're like they naive everything. enough yeah. to believe everything, yeah. to believe that, okay, this is a magical place. And if I just uh, abide by the rules, because an adult would be like, what, you know, whatever, eating, like all the adults don't last. And he's like, a kid would be like, this is a magical place. And if I just listen to what they're telling me and I, I can get and through this. you take it for face like, value. Yeah. Yes. A, maybe like, that's what, does that mean I have a that I'm just a kid? You have a childish heart. Oh, yeah. So but it's good. Unless, to me, too bad it was my face very, isn't like that. To me, it was very like <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Exactly. Meets Wizard of Oz, meets yes. the Labyrinth, but thrown in Japan. And the problem with that is absolutely no, nothing. I'm not I'm saying that's how I actually was able to yeah. understand the movie. Yeah. And yeah. follow it and appreciate it because yeah. technically I'm an adult. <laughs> but <laughs> no, there was definitely some parts where I was like, okay, I can appreciate this mm. from even though maybe I don't appreciate it as much myself, but I can understand what they're doing because yeah. I love The Labyrinth as one of my favorite films. Yes. And this, you know, kind of is that, you know, girl in another world. And yeah. Exactly. Well, the film did very well. It's still the top um, earning Japanese film. And it won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature um, when it came out. And it still is the only Best Animated Feature winner that is hand-drawn and a foreign film. Amazing. Yeah, and and it was hand drawn. There's a, they did a little bit of um, computer animation in it, but not to the extent of any other kind of animated film. It was more to enhance the hand drawings that were already in the film, and it did great here in the U.S. because Pixar Disney bought the rights or they got the yeah. rights to enable to bring the film over to the U.S. and get it dubbed in the U.S. And John Lassert, Lassiter, um, the producer and the head of Pixar, was actually a huge fan of um, Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli. Yeah. So that's why he really fought to bring the film over because he was such a fan of his work so and everything cool. he's done. And Studio Gimli, they do all of their movies are just so so phenomenal. Is it all anime? Yeah. What and it's all do? in yeah. this style too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a ton of movies like How's Moving Castle, Princess Mana Mananoko. Mononoki. Have you seen that? It's such a yes. good film. It's so yes. good. It's yeah. So good. But the <laughs> Lena's like, nope, never heard no, I've of it. I've never seen anything. <laughs> this was my first anime. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, like, you know, be gentle. And... Sorry, all the anime fans. <laughs> I just didn't know what I was missing. <laughs> um, but 
the director of Maizuku took a lot of well the whole film got inspired by he took a trip with his friend the faster you do it the easier it gets I know Maizuku took a trip with his friend you just have to took a trip with his friend and on the trip his his friend's 10 year old daughter was with them and he based the character of Sin off of off of her and did the That's movie cool. pretty much around her as so the cool. as the lead. I know. I thought it was really cool. So, Bryn, when was the first time you saw this film? And what did you think of it the first time you saw it? So, the first time I saw this, um, I was in middle school. Mm. And I, which is an appropriate age. I mean, maybe, maybe too old, maybe older. But, like, yeah. I was well, like, when I was like. You probably saw it when it came out, right? If when that was it? middle school-ish. 2001, it came out here in the U.S. Oh, Maybe. no. Yeah. So, yeah, I was in I was in high school. Yeah. So I must have saw it right when it came out. I know. I saw it in the theater yeah. when it came out. Yeah, because I was very into anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was super into anime. And I was like, ooh, like, look at me. Like, I like foreign films. <laughs> Even though I saw it was dubbed, it wasn't like <laughs> subtitles. But I saw it with, like, all my little other theater nerd friends. And we were like, so, and I just remember like loving it, thinking it was like so cool and weird and loving the animation. And I've always, always loved anime. Uh So, um, yeah, like I, this was, this was a natural movie for me to be into because it really was right in my wheelhouse of like, um, being like cool and then me being able to tell people like, oh, do you even listen or do you even like (laughs) know know about Miyazaki? Like, do you even know? (laughs) About like, oh yeah, you like Sailor Moon, but do you even watch no. Miyazaki? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Judging you. Yeah, exactly. So this is like total high school brain being yeah. like a little And then watching it now, how do you how does it hold up? How I loved it? rewatching yeah. it. Like I loved it. Yeah. And I really would like my daughter to get into it, but if I am too into something, then she is like, No, thank you. Yeah. So I feel like in like a couple months I'll play it cool because I own this movie. So do I. So mm-hmm. do I. But if you have um, what's it called HBO Max, you can get all of the most. I shouldn't say all. all most oh, of the Ghibli. Studio Ghibli films on there. Yeah, that's where I found it. Yeah. Hey, Brent, mm-hmm. I wonder if you could let uh, your daughter know that she um, to watch these films, especially the ones that are age appropriate, be like, she can be on the podcast. We need your segment. <laughs> yeah. We, we want to get your the segment kids. on the podcast. Do we, do we need a kid on the street segment? Oh, that would be fun. I, Let's get Flynn as our kid on the plus, street. I feel like I know your daughter well enough that she'd be like, game on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, That's okay, you're right. I should do that. I should be Flynn. like, we need a segment for you this week. You got to watch Amadeus and tell us what you really <laughs> <laughs> Hey Flynn, let me know what you think about Barbarella. Barbarella. <laughs> Give us your honest opinion about the the space strip tease at the beginning. I, uh, let us know. I, I told you guys right. I'm trying to teach her to be cool with nudity. Yeah. Um. Just you know, um, not in a weird way. I told you guys about the time she came, she woke up from her nap and I was watching Annabelle, uh-huh. and she walks in. I didn't know she was in the room. She goes, "That doll's a bad guy." <laughs> You're like, no shit. <laughs> and then she had nightmares for a week yeah. straight. Who knew? <laughs> So I actually watched this film in the theater a few times when it first came out because I was well into my 20s when it came out. Um, But I was already a fan of Studio Ghibli. It feels like Castle in the Sky, um, Porco 
Porco Rosso was another one I was really into. And of course, Princess Mana. I can never say the name. Mana Noki. Yeah. And then um, there was another one I was really. Oh, my neighbor. My neighbor. Tator, t- oh, what is it? Yeah, Tatoro? my my friend Totoro. Yeah. yeah. That one. And Kiki's Delivery Service. I love that yes, one, Yes, Kiki's Delivery Service. Right? <laughs> so I was yes. already a fan of Studio mm. Gable's work. So when yeah. Spirited Away came, I remember hearing about it, seeing stuff about it, and so excited for it. And then when I watched it in the theater, I was just like, this isn't just anime. It is such a good film. Like the story, the characters, and how what's it called Miyazaku built this whole world whole yes, world it's a whole, whole world. world and all of yes. these characters and all of how he pulled so much from Japanese folklore and all of that and put it in the film but made it I think for children and and stuff to understand and it I just thought it was beautiful and I love the style of animation that it's all yes. hand-drawn and I love that style especially for studio um give me that style for all of you people who know it's a certain look right Bryn that yes, they have it, in all yes, the films yes it's like a certain look it's a certain style you can tell yeah uh, and I, mean, I like loved it. I mean, the first time I watched it, I think three times in the movie theater when it came out. Is that three times? Yeah, I was I was like obsessed with it. I love this film. And then I bought it. And then, of course, I've watched it many times over the years. And this is on the list of my movies that when I am feeling down or just like blah, oh. I'll put this on to cheer me up or put me in a, in, a, in a good mood or whatever. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You kind of get sucked into a whole nother world. Yes. A whole nother world of make-believe. Like how Alice in Wonderland was. Like yeah. I remember seeing that when I was a kid and thinking it was bizarre as fuck. And I this love. has that same thing of like just going into a whole nother world and believing that it actually exists. You know what I mean? Labyrinth is one of those movies yeah, for me. Exactly. So I totally get it. Even though like I don't have the appreciation because obviously – this is the first time I've experienced yeah. it, but I totally understand what you mean. And like, you know, you just want to film a fantasy film that's going to take you completely into another world. And, and I think and just, yeah, this film does it beautifully, beautifully. Yeah. And I just, I think out of all of, for me personally, out of all of the studio um, Ghibli films, this has some of my favorite animation in it. Yes. Some of my favorite, favorite, all, favorite Like, animation. it's so intricate and all the different characters and everything that you see, like, yeah. it's amazing. Every little detail and yeah. every new creature that you see and every spirit, they all have, like, their own little quirks and stuff. It's so cool. And I, I had and it I, when she and Haiku were going through the, like, flower fields oh, and it was just, like, zipping Yeah, isn't that them. cool? I was like, that is such an amazing visual effect. And every time they did it, I was just like, oh! exactly yeah it's just i don't know i just love the film i always have but i the weather thing with this this type of film and especially all the films from the studio is i'm a big like folklore i love all that shit and there's so much in this in the japanese folklore which is so fascinating to me and there's just a lot you can unpack with it but even from the beginning of the film you know it's going there like when she's on the car ride um and you see the little gate the the wooden gate which is like a symbol for that when you go i forget what they're called but you walk through them and you're in the spirit world yes type of thing. so yeah, there's it's a gateway the, yeah, yeah it's a, a gateway yes. 
Um, so there's all of those. I think it's a toady. I think it's called a toady, the gate that they go through. But that's yeah. like at the beginning. So it already presets like, oh, something, something cool is going to happen. And then I love that they bring in all of these different spirits within the the Japanese folklore throughout the movie. And the whole scene with the the stink monster the who stink ends up being monster. the river god, the bicycle that they pull out, that happened to, what's it called, the director in real life, Meizaku. Because he was, he was, Rob shaking his head because he Impaled knows Impaled by a bicycle? No, he was with an organization near his hometown, and they were actually cleaning out a river, and there was a bicycle stuck in the mud at the bottom of the river, and they literally had to pull it out, a couple of them. Oh, so he man. took that and put it in the film, which I thought That's was so, so cool, cool. Right? Yes, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So when the movie came over to the U.S., um, they did the dubbing for it, and the yeah. guy from Pixar he wanted to make sure they stayed so true to the original language. So they brought and they brought in some good actors for for the dub version. I mean, yeah. the guy that plays Haku, which is Jason Martin, was he's from X Men and Zachary Binks from Hocus Pocus. He's the voice of Zachary Binks, the cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> is that crazy? I didn't know that. And Susan Pla- Pla- Plachette, who plays Yubaba, was is like a big time like. Oh, stage Susan Plachette actress. is a huge actress. Huge, yeah, huge. yeah, yeah. Ro- yeah. yeah, Rome Adventure, um, Hitchcock, mm-hmm. The Bird. She was in The Bird. She was school teacher birds. Yeah, yeah. So she. I haven't seen The Birds. What? Are you serious? I just rewatched it. It's You've never seen up. The Birds at all, Tippi Hedren? No. Nope. I know. Oh, so good. Here's the thing. Why so is I feel like I know so much about the movie that I'm like, why? Well, you don't. It. You don't, though. <laughs> you don't. You don't. <laughs> Bren's like, no, 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 no. I've seen Psycho, but um, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you think we can get a little name drop with this movie in our next one? Is it possible? I think we can. All right. I think let's we can. Do, let's our next that. one. Our next yeah. one. <gasps> Rachel Maddow, I want, I spend an hour with her every single day. I once played a drinking game with Celine Dion, Liza Minnelli. Cher, Laura Dern, I don't know her. Who would you say is the most famous person in your phone? My good friend Ben Affleck and his crippling addiction to back tattoos. I have the best Lady Gaga story of all time. Hate him, loathe her, over them, cancel it, tell me everything. everything. Yes, this is a part of the show where it's our version of Six Degrees. It's called Name Drop. So the people that are in this film, the actors, the voice actors, so the girl who... uh, um, Deve Chase, who did Lilo and Stitch, and she was yeah. the girl in the ring. She does Chihiro um, is voice, and then yeah. Yubaba is Suzanne Plashit, who's another good one. And Susan Egan plays Susan Lynn. Egan. Egan, yeah. The Do girl you- from. Hercules. Yes. That's what Meg I know her from. She's Meg. Yeah, and the original Belle on Broadway. Yeah. Yep. And she oh, did I the Baker's Wife too, that. I think, if I remember right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She, she did the Baker's Wife. She did the Baker's Wife, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> no. <laughs> she, she did Schwartz? the Baker's Wife. You're yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, good. She did the Baker's Wife. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there is people we can try to tie into our next film, but who will we pick okay. from our next film? Christina Applegate. We have is really to. We have to. Christina Applegate. Yeah. yeah. This may be a challenge. So if you all can do, wait, who are we going to pick from this film then, out of the ones I named, or any of them? What do you guys think, Susan uh, Egan or? or well, I'm thinking I, who has the biggest movie movie list that we can pull list. from. Plachette? Suzanne Plachette. Yeah. Suzanne Is that the Plachette. one that was Lynn? 
No, Susan no, Egan. No, she's e- Egan. That was Yababa. Yababa. Okay, I don't yeah. know who that is. Well, so if we do I won't get this Susan, week. If we do Susan <laughs> Egan, I mean, she was in Hercules, which had Danny DeVito you know, and a bunch of other people. So Yeah, we could do that. And the guy from Amadeus, the movie we covered that played Amadeus, was a singing voice of Hercules. Of Hercules, I yeah. know. Really? Yes. It all comes together. All it comes all together. Comes together. <laughs> Who knew Hercules was the six degrees of separation? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do Susan Egan and yeah, let's um, do Susan Egan, Christine yeah, Applegate. Christine That'll Applegate. be our six degrees. Or, okay, or I can do. I can do that. That we will finish with. So now I want to get Jonesy's take on this film because yes, you've never please. seen it before. This is your your first intro into anime. So what did you? Okay, did you ever hear of the film before? You had to watch it this week? Okay. So this film came out in 2001, which was a year after I graduated high school. So I can't blame Ma and Pa Jones for not seeing this. This is entirely on myself. (laughs) Um, That being said, I was completely oblivious to anime. All I knew about anime was there were like a handful of weird kids at my school who were only the weird kids. <laughs> well, I mean, what? I was I was a weird kid. Yeah, you were. But there were there was a small handful of like extra weird kids who talked to nobody but each other, and they were the ones that liked anime. Uh-huh. And no, I didn't ever hear anyone else talk about it. So <laughs> I just was like, I don't know what anime is, except those people who don't talk to anybody and you know look like they might shoot up the school oh, um, that's not fair they like anime <laughs> that's not fair <laughs> not fair <laughs> so anyway i'm just saying i was ignorant to anime i didn't know okay. about it um i didn't know it was in okay. the world um when watching this film one thing that i was like man i wish i knew more of it because i think i would appreciate the film i am also completely ignorant to all things um japanese culture uh-huh. Um, it's something that obviously, since I'm moving there, I'm trying to catch up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cram a bunch in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I knew that there were references in this that I was missing that I knew would absolutely um, enrich the story if I had just the slightest bit of knowledge in it. Um, so that was kind of a bummer as I was watching it, but I did try to keep that in mind that, you know, like, there's parts you're missing that's your fault, not the filmmaker's fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I liked it. What? I didn't f- well, I can't say I fully liked it. I also can't say I didn't like it because I didn't fully understand it. Okay, I'm, that's understandable. Like, I feel like it's a movie I need to rewatch. Yes. There's a lot of little little tidbits throughout the movie that when you will start watching it more than once, you're like, oh, I totally didn't pick that up the first time. Yeah. This is well, also I, a good one to be high for. Oh, for sure. 100%. 100%. I, okay, for me, I very much, like, I even rewound a few parts to rewatch. So, like, I was not in a place to be high for it. Yeah. And I get what you're saying because, you know, Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz, you know, I get that. Yeah, but I was still trying to grasp the film. So I think if I, although who knows, if I was high, maybe I totally would have like. What did you not understand though? (laughs) See, that's the other thing is I don't ever, I don't even have questions to ask. Yeah, like I think I'm still just like working it out. Like I don't understand any of the no face stuff. 
That story arc is very confusing to me. Like, I just don't understand why he's in the story. A lost spirit. A lost spirit yeah. that's looking... Like well, her. actually, the the character of No Face, a lot of people who see, who are fans of the film have said that it's a representation of a silkworm because if you look at a silkworm, Japanese silkworm, they have the mask and then their mouth is a lot lower and they eat everything oh. in sight. And then when he when they go to Wababa's sister's cabin, you see No Face stays there to help her spin Yes. So uh, I always looked at it like that character of No Face is looking for a purpose throughout the film. Yes. And just like Sin is looking for a purpose or like getting a way out, he attaches himself to her. And by the end of the film, he finds a purpose. He stays with the sister and helps her spin silk pretty much. Yeah. And I always saw him as like sort of like just like an innocent, like they call him a monster yeah. and he's like sort of on the outskirts, but he just needed someone to be kind to him. And he was like, I want, he was always going for Sen because he knew that she would be kind yeah. and she wouldn't take more because he was used to people taking, taking, taking right. from him. Well, I thought that, that she was wouldn't. what kind of monster he was, was he was the kind that was like, I... I'm the greed monster, basically. Yeah. Like, I feed off people's greed. But the no, more but you he's want not. gold, the more I eat, the more you want gold, the more... You know what I mean? So it made, it made me think of that gluttony kind of... Well, also, too, the characters he eats are within the bathhouse. And if you notice, once he eats one of the characters, he takes on their... their their characteristics characteristics so he becomes gluttony because of how the characters in the bathhouse are but the minute they all he spits him out he goes back to normal i always saw no face as an outcast and he sees sin and goes there's another outcast somebody that doesn't belong so i'm gonna stick with her (laughs) that's how i always read it and how okay but how would he know to steal the bath tokens because of the stink monster who's not a stink monster. No, because but she in. knew he knew that she was asking for bath tokens because yeah. he saw her and the right. guy wouldn't and he give her gave her one. And a then handful. he thought, oh, if he wants one, let's get her all of them. Let's get her all of them and she'll really like me. Mm. So I always thought of him as like sort of like a social anxiety. Yeah. Like he was always <laughs> apart. And then he was like, oh, here's something. Like it's like a total comic. That, that, I can tell that, jokes. Let me tell a million jokes and you'll like me. Exactly. <laughs> and he's that character that's like, oh, I want you to like me, but I'm going to fuck it up in the meantime because yes, I don't know how. Like to I don't act. know how. Exactly. Or like he. What are the yeah, I always norms? saw him as like a true innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he could and choose things for you when he was willing to. The whole movie. Just, yes, exactly. And that's why he's drawn to her. Well, she's kind to everyone. I think that's more the point of her mm-hmm. is that she treats everyone with that kind well, and generous spirit with that sense of empathy where she's like, I'm not going to judge what I don't know. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to. Mom, dad, don't eat that food. You don't know if you're supposed to eat it. Like, oh, we can pay. It's like, no, yeah. you you know what I mean? So, like, I got that that's what she was supposed to represent. Yeah. Um, I guess this also leads me to another big question. What is a bathhouse? A Japanese bathhouse. Japanese bath- it's like bathhouse goes- is everywhere. Yeah, is it like but a, it's not a, the same as club sent. Where it, you get fed food? It's not the and same. There, is it a brothel? It's no, not the same no, as Club like San Diego. Greek. Yeah, it's so not it's not bath. that kind of bathhouse. It's not a Greek bathhouse <laughs> or okay, a I, sex I, bathhouse. I, I'm ignorant of bathhouses. 
period. I've merged them oh. all into one. So tell me what this no. is, because so from it, my point of view, it looked like an individual hot tub for people spa. where you got food served to you and then maybe hot ladies. Do you have you never been to like a day spa? Yeah, it's a day spa. It's a day spa. I mean, it's pretty I'm, much what it is. But I don't get in a bath at a day spa. I have. You haven't? What no, do you do at a day my, spa then? What do you do? I guess I've, I guess I've never been a, to a day spa then. Well, you're it's, not doing it right, girl. No, you're not. I've only gotten a massage. Oh, no. And then I a love facial. Them. But there are baths. There are different baths that you can go in. Yeah. Like, never seen rooms. This. Yeah. Never seen this. You've never been to like a hammam? Nope. Or, yeah, or even the Korean. The, they have Korean bath yeah. towels here. I have no idea what Korean y'all are talking about. Oh, gosh. So in Japanese culture, the bathhouse has been like, God, forever. And yeah. even within the the folklore of, um, what's it called? The, oh, I can't think about it, Kamai and all that. Just like humans go to the bathhouse to kind of refresh, regenerate. The gods and spirits do the same thing. They go to a spa. The, to like refresh, wash the guck away. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's like the only thing I can compare it to because I've never been to a Japanese bathhouse, but I've been to the Korean ones where you go and it literally is is like you go in the sauna, you go in the steam room, you go into the to jacuzzi. the jacuzzi, the cold pool, and then they have the, the yeah, you can yeah. get food. You get food there, you relax. It's like See, an all day thing. I've like, had I've, I've had ribs in a mud bath before. And you yeah. are not living life. Yeah, I'm serious. If no, you haven't so been to a Japanese uh, style, Korean yeah. style, or even a Turkish style a bathhouse, Turkish bath. you're missing out. Oh Seriously. my god, this is, you're missing I, out. this is an experience I need to. I oh, honestly, so uh, I no it. offense to anyone out there, I honestly thought all bathhouses were just about sex. No, <laughs> no, my friend. <laughs> Oh God, no! <laughs> I thought they were placed like basically brothels where you like got. There are those too. ones. I mean, there <laughs> are. This yeah. isn't that. This isn't that kind of. I, mean, I don't know. That's show. like saying a gym is like a place for sex because like the, a gym is also a place a lot of people yeah. have sex at, but it's also for exercising. <laughs> there you go. Like it's what you want it to be, <laughs> whatever you want it to be, and what like, your experience is. I do know bathhouses yeah. from housewives, but I always thought that was just something that they like invaded and created for filming <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> when you get to japan you got to go to a bathhouse oh, go you to a have bathhouse. to go to a bathhouse they won't let you take pictures but take pictures they of the might outside. not let you in if you have tattoos that's right you can't go if you have tattoos yeah if you're i remember Japan, that you have tattoos yeah. i have one and it's very easy to hide so maybe i can slip in maybe no don't tempt, no. don't, don't the other out. thing too is it's very cultural so there's yeah. a lot of rules within the bathhouse I don't especially want, i'm very yeah. careful about i learned that when i went to the bath. korean bathhouse i was like oh this is why they do this or this is why you can't do that and this is yeah. why yeah it's like a whole cultural thing. I got in real trouble for trying, trying to wear my bikini. Yeah. In, and they were like, you have no. to be naked. Yeah. 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 I remember that happened to me when I first went. I was like, I'm going to wear my swimsuit. And my friend, yeah, was, they, they were like, like no, no, you're not. You're okay, going to get yelled so at. <laughs> are bath pla- bathhouses places for children then? Some are. I some also are. thought it was a total adult place, which was another reason why this movie was weird to me because it was like, 
is does a child belong in this setting? Well, no, a child does not belong in a bathhouse for the dead or or the spirits. spirits. Of course not. <laughs> no. Come on, no. Jonesy. We're treating this like a real thing. I know. Jonesy's <laughs> like, I don't understand. We're like, <laughs> it is a, a cartoon. She's a slave. She's, she's a, a child she is. slave. No, she definitely child doesn't labor. Yeah, no. I okay, love how Jonesy's on. viewpoint on the film is taking everything so literal in the film. <laughs> okay, I have another question then. Yes, this isn't ahead. necessarily a literal one. What is with the baby? Baby? Oh, the I baby? love that baby. I do too, Bo. What? I don't oh. understand. What did it bring to the story? What is the point? What did it represent? Why it's actually it so based off of Japanese folklore. The character of Bo is in Japanese See, folklore, is where... which is which is the son of the witch that Yababa uh, is based off of, which is a yeah. mountain spring, like river witch. And if I remember right, he's like the the Japanese version of Hercules in a way. Yeah. Like very strong strong because he's grown up in the wilderness. And if I remember with the folklore with Bo, but yeah, he kind of represents that character in it where in folk, the Japanese folklore, he's very courageous, very like Hercules. But in the film, he starts off very baby, like, like a baby infant and doesn't have any, like he's scared all the time. Then he goes on an adventure with sin. but it, I mean, I think it's also just to show you that like yeah. you're under whatever influence, like good beer, good spirit, bad spirit, you're under yeah. the influence. And then once he's free, he's like a, you know, he's like a little dick yeah. in the beginning. He wants to break her arm exactly. and then he's free. And he's like, no, I'd rather be a little gerbil hey, rat mouse thing with because you. Because when he comes sheltered back. Sheltered kid, sheltered baby. I totally get it. Yeah. So when he comes <laughs> back from exploring the world and Yababa asks him like, did they hurt you? Did they hurt you? Are you okay? And he goes, no, I had fun. You know what I mean? It's that kind of a, kind of a thing. So. Yeah. So evidently this is another one of those things where, okay, we keep talking about Hercules. I know enough Greek mythology where I could enjoy all the little nuances of Hercules. This is the problem for me with this film is the baby does not represent a story to me. You know, you're not I mean? getting me like, Easter eggs. I'm not. Yeah, you're and, not. And, that's, and, yeah, that's and, and, I, and I could tell, you know, obviously like the gate where they into the spirit world, like those things are kind of obvious things where it's like, okay, I know that means something even if I don't know what it means. But then things like the baby where it's like, I had no freaking clue that he was like the Hercules, <laughs> you know, and that totally changes yeah. things. If that's his origin story, and now it's cool that we're getting to see him, at yeah, like, you know, yeah. pre or you know, like so that's the part where like I knew there was more that I didn't know that Got would it. make this a better story, and that's another reason why I feel like I this is a film I just need to keep rewatching mm-hmm. and as researching. I learn more, yeah, and re- yeah. Re- Backstory. You got to get down a Wikipedia yeah. hole with this one. I, and watch it again there's and a it. lot if you go down a Wikipedia hole with it. But like Yubaba, <laughs> the witch, is also a little reference to what's the witch in the crow legs? The Yubaba, I forget. I'm a Baba, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. There you go. Thank you, yeah, Brand. Baba Yaga. It's loosely based off of that, too. Like those, I don't the know char- what that is. Where Yaba Baga, or what is it, Brand? Why can't I talk tonight? <laughs> Baba, Yaga. Baba Yaga shows up in one of the other, I want to say, Giblin Studios. Ghibli Studios, remember. yeah, yeah. It was a short that they did, and I wish I could remember the name of it right now, but I remember seeing that character in it. So obviously the director 
is familiar with and he's pulling from different a lot of a right. different folklore that relates to western culture too i guess yeah yeah Baba Yaga is like a slavic like um, slavic yeah yeah which like a boogeyman type which but, but really really bad really, really bad there's like no yeah. redeeming yeah. quality yeah. what would mom and pop jones have thought about this film yeah let's talk about that um See, that was where I had trouble because we loved fantasy in my household. Um, Fantasy was an area where like, you know, we got to see magic. And even though it was like, you know, magic and other worlds and spirits were totally taboo and no, no, there were certain aspects in certain movies. You know, I talked about Labyrinth, like I got to see and got to experience. Which is wild to me. I know. (laughs) So Labyrinth is solely because it was a Jim Henson studio production. My family loved Jim Henson. The cod piece alone. I know. have uh, restricted you from that film. (laughs) Dude, I had so many dreams about David Bowie in my childhood. Did you really? Under 10. Yes. Except I don't. Here's the thing. He was always dressed as Jareth. He was always dressed as Jareth. But we were always in a spaceship. I'm into that. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I mean, anyway, I'm, this I'm was a reoccur- I'm listening now. Well, yeah. what's up? This was a reoccurring dream from about like, you know, first grade through about sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not, I'm not into Okay. You're like, I'm not into that. <laughs> but too young. Too young. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, so anyway, I think I if they could have. <sighs> This is going to sound bad. (laughs) Go ahead. So there was this one line that Haiku, I don't know if I'm saying that name correctly. Haiku, yeah. Haiku. Sure. It it sounds like Haiku (laughs) to me. (laughs) Um, He says at the beginning, in the name of the wind and the water, I unbind thee. And I wrote that down because I was like, yep, this is what would make Mon Pa Jones in the church be like, no. They just cast a spell on you. There's and this kind of, yeah. Well, no, it's that um, Eastern spirituality yeah. of like, I can manipulate things and I too have power of the gods and that kind of thing, which the Western church is very much like, nope, no one has power of the gods. God yeah. has power. God is the only one who has power. And if you say anything different, that's blasphemous. So I think, that obviously, like I said, I was older. Yeah. I wasn't under their thumb anymore. But I think that if I was, if I was my sibling's age, I think that would have been why I was, would wasn't have allowed. Been allowed to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's here. too much of that Eastern spirituality where it's like, nope, that's fully of the devil. We don't even respect that as a religion. You know, like we respected the Jews in my family because we're like, they are who gave us our Old Testament, but everyone else. Well, that's certainly like, nice of you guys. <laughs> wow. That is so considerate of you guys. Wow. Everyone You're else, really good like, people. They're wrong <laughs> and they're going to hell. hell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when uh, Miyazaki did this film, he was planning on retiring afterwards or this was going to be it but of course the studio went on and 2023 he is set to release another motion picture called how do you live that is Is his next second one no it's going to be his most current because i believe he hasn't done 
a full-length film yeah. is since, well, The Wind Rises was one he did. Um, so he's been does active. Does he but only do anime? Yeah. Yeah. I know you said the studio only does anime. Yeah, no, but he's, I know he was, was one of the, the main creators of the studio, him and his partners. So he's, oh, okay. yeah, so he runs the studio. But the, I found this interesting when I was doing the research. So 2023, he has a film coming out called How Do You Live? And it's pretty much a film for his grandchild. And it's based on uh, mm-hmm. the story is like his grandfather is moving into the next world soon. And how do you deal with that as a kid? Uh... Which I thought, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to see it it's gonna be sad but you know it's gonna be good right this guy sounds like he has a great heart because that was another thing i did notice through this film like i rooted for this little girl this little little girl was a pure wonderful spirit like i said the stuff at the end when they were like it's true love between them that's why they can save each other i was like that's weird um (laughs) i wonder how it the boiler man says this is my granddaughter. Yeah. And he gives her the yeah. ticket he's yeah. been saving. And I know. Well, and everyone is kind of rooting for her Helping at her the along. end. Yeah. Well, and even at the end when she's like, none of these pigs are my parents. They all are like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and you feel so good at the end. Lena, how do you think your parents would feel about God going into a bathhouse for the spirits? Yeah. I think. So I really think get a my full parents, rub or what would happen? So I think my parents tag. think bathhouses are nothing but brothels. <laughs> so I think that would automatically like I don't think I could convince my parents that there are bathhouses that no. aren't brothels. Like yeah. I, so they're like God. Would you know what? You just have to tell them God. Gods go to the bathhouses, so it's God's okay. It's okay. No, well, no. Well, so this is what they would say. Well, God is everywhere and in all people and in all things. So, yes, I guess he would be there. Yeah. So, JC is definitely getting like a seaweed wrap. And a rub and tug. <laughs> that makes me wildly uncomfortable, Tony. I know. Good for you. The Angelicals are not into this. The, the Angelicals. Uh, I don't know how much I believe anymore, but I still might pray for you over that one. No, it's fine. You know, Jesus is like, hey, yeah. I'll tune out, yeah. You know, Jesus is like, do I... Fully in the buff, or you get what, what's how what's what's the boundaries here? You know what? I'm Jesus. No boundaries. Let's go. Let's Do get I just this leave on. My flippy floppies on, or if we're all the same. Yeah, we're all the same. Me doing this. You know, no, you know the rub and tuck. I invented it. The, no, he's laying on top of the hot tub, going. Well, like shr- that's where the shroud of Turin came from. The what? The shroud of Turin yep. came from a bathhouse. Came from the bathhouse. You know, Jesus. You missed is my joke. He's laying on top of the hot tub. On top. Oh, because he's on top of water. Oh, (laughs) yeah, he can't. Wow. Oh, I figured out the name drop. All the evangelicals are laughing. All two of them. All right, let's get to it. Let's do. I'm not going to play the whole thing. But yes, name drop. (laughs) Let's do it. Did you get her, Bryn? I got it. Yeah. How the fuck did you get that? Okay, wait. So Susan Egan. And that's Susan what she's Egan been doing, was, busy doing the last couple minutes. I know. Googling like it. Looking up in the distance. Okay, go ahead. Susan Egan was in um, Hercules with Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito was in, um, oh, uh, Deck the Halls with Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick was in Cable Guy with Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann was in Vacation, the remake with Christina Applegate. Look at you. Look at you, Brian. That was good. That was really good because I was like, I can't do it. I'm not getting it. I also love that you like pulled some 
like well-known yet obscure like deck the halls <laughs> i know <laughs> who watches deck cable the guy halls? cable Remember guy the- i love oh, i love cable cable guy is one of my favorite movies have you seen it leslie or leslie, leslie? who's leslie who's leslie yeah. who's leslie? Oh, leslie man leslie jones <laughs> i mean <laughs> have you seen cable if guy i make you if i make you think of leslie man uh yes i was thinking of leslie man in my head um have you seen cable guy uh so i saw it when it first came out and i did not understand it or get it at all it's very basic movies. how did it you is not get one it? of my favorite movies is it really Bryn? so weird and it's dumb such a weird movie i always my friends and i quote that to each other all the time there were no silverware in medieval times therefore there is no silverware at medieval times <laughs> a lot of those movies of that jim carrey era yeah. just stress me out yeah oh, it he, is very yeah, stressful it, yeah the same it's a stressful thing, movie. um what's his name um, Oh well, let's move on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it is time. Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller. Yeah. his movies give me anxiety too. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> All right, it's time for Grace. Give me a stinger. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Keenan Lily. Shake it over rice, and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. Let's drink. I like it. I know it's great, right? Another. Grace. Give me a stinger. Yes, Grace, give me a stinger. The segment where we pair a cocktail and some nibblies to go with this film. Bryn, what would you pick to pair okay, with this film? So I actually did this last night. You did. And it, when I watched the movie, it was very fun. I drank sake. <gasps> and nice. I had dumplings, including. Oh, dumplings. So there's a place by my house called Harumama. Mm-hmm. And um, they make the best dumplings and the best sushi. So. I had sake and sushi, and then I got these little dumplings, and I got a little dessert dumpling, which the audience at home, you can't see this, but this is a little strawberry cream dumpling. It looks like a little koala. <laughs> it's yeah, strawberry in your face. It's Eat strawberry it. cream inside. Oh. Yes. And they have, like, little chicken dumplings that um, look like chickens. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was very cute. And I did it. And it was actually really nice because uh-huh. I was eating chopsticks and they were eating. And then they were, like, um, drinking sake. They're like, get a more sake. And I was like, I'm also drinking sake. sake. We have so much in common. <laughs> me and sake. Drinking sake. I- I think I, so last night when I was watching this, well, I would pair this film one with sausage because of the pig scene. Yeah. They're picking out on all the meat. And I yep. actually had sausage last night. It was chopped hey. up and put into the dish I was eating. So I would pick like an Italian sausage because that's my favorite. Yeah. And then to drink, I don't know why, wine, red wine with this film for some reason. I could see it. I don't know why. That's what I feel. Yeah. What about you, Jonesy? What would you pair it with? Well, Bryn stole mine, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with a uh, right at the beginning. The mom first grabs one of those. I think it's like either it's a Cornish hen size. Oh, yeah. Sauté yes. and all that kind of so stuff good. and the flavoring. I don't know what is the exact name, but I have had it before. Japanese style. I apologize for not remembering the name, but we're going to go with that. Uh And then I. What would you drink with it? Say some green tea. Oh, look at you being healthy. Good for you. 
with booze with alcohol in it yeah so like you know green, yeah, with green tea with sake in it she already took my sake yeah. in. All right, so you know so you know the the japanese actress and the american actress who played the mom and had to do the scene where they're eating and yeah. doing the lines she actually they ate fried chicken to get it to sound like they oh were actually God. eating so yeah, they were well insane. one one source says they both ate fried chicken during that scene so it sounded like it another one said the american actress ate an apple i like fried chicken <laughs> have a meat look at you chicken. that's so disappointing Seriously, don't do that i know just like, eat fried chicken. also i love the idea of that acting job like read oh, some lines while you eat, eat some fried chicken fr- ah! Kentucky, and it was- <laughs> if you're out there if you're out there and you need any of us to read Sign lines while we eat fried chicken <laughs> yeah. or any sort of food please call Here. us Phil yeah. Springer. Yeah. we'll do that and it was you. kentucky fried chicken Oh, I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> I no, would. Why not? For, tra- for a film? They- yes, you would. I could just see Jonesy going, um, no, I'm going to pass because it's, no, she'd eat it. <laughs> yeah. KFC I mean, is yeah. known for frying bad chicken. Go to Popeye's. <laughs> Popeye's everyone. is good. I love that fried chicken. <laughs> okay. Hey, Bryn, real quick, because I know we're running out of time. What's the horniness? <laughs> yeah, what's zero, the horniness? Zero horny. <laughs> it better be zero percent. and I hate you for bringing it up. But it's in a bathhouse, and according to Jonesy, it's yes. just a brothel. It's just a brothel. Zero percent horniness. Zero <laughs> negative horniness. I am a mother. All right, Bryn, or Jonesy, what did we give the film last week, the grades? I already know mine was All an right. A+. Plus, so. So yes, Tony gave it an A plus and Bryn gave it a solid A. a. I'm going to give it an A plus again. You are? All okay, right. good. I'm giving it an A plus plus. I still love this movie. Nothing changed. So you changed. both upped the rating. All right. Yeah, mine's, yeah. it's still a, one of the best films. One of the best films ever made. And one of the, if not the best animated films, that, in my Agreed. opinion. So what yeah, about you, agree. Jonesy? What are you going to give this film now that you saw it for the first time? Um... So here's the thing. I still am going with my, I can't say I love it. I can't say I hate it because I don't feel like I fully understand it. And okay. I feel like I need to watch it more times and learn more about Japanese mythology. So I'm going to give it an A minus because okay. I can still appreciate. And I think visually it's stunning. stunning. I love the other world it creates. I think there's some great moments. Um, and I feel like it's an A minus pending. It's Better pieces. than I thought I was getting ready to cancel the podcast. And yeah, French same here. No, I, it was batting between an A minus and a B, B plus. <gasps> but I'm glad, I'm glad but, that you went with what you went with. Yeah. So our podcast can continue. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, so the more we talked about it and you guys introduced to me Japanese folklore and all that kind of stuff of why that moves it up. And that's why I'm like A minus pending more information and more viewings. This is the second movie in a row where you have been on the fence with. Yeah. Barbarella was the same and now another pending. Oh, the next movie. Where oh, okay, Barbarella, I wasn't pending. You told me I needed to rewatch. Yeah, you did because it's amazing. So that wasn't me pending. That was you going. Let's reevaluate. The next next movie, I think, will be. We'll get her. We're gonna get a real reaction from her. Oh, wait, wait! You have to ask me if this gets. I know. I was. I was. Um, Does it get a stamp in the passport? (laughs) Yes, because I. I Jonesy is just jumping the shark throughout this whole episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> where do you got to go? Where, where? Why are you in such a hurry? Gee, no, she's I'm like, I got to get to Japan. Get comfortable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, would you I'm give it? Would you it. give it a, a stamp in the passport? Yes, because yeah. I think that a lot of fellow church kids like myself were yeah. really kind of sheltered and hidden from the not only the Eastern world, but Eastern religions. Yeah. Like we were just kind of like Buddhism, Hinduism, all bad, evil, blah, blah, blah. Don't even look at them. Like, don't even like find out what they're about. Like just, yeah. you know, and, and I know that's obviously not Japan, but I'm just saying everything Eastern was just like, nope, they haven't figured it out. The only thing you need to know about them is we need to go over there and set up missionaries and teach them about Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that's and also their food is good. <laughs> so Yeah, that so is interesting like though. This gets a stamp in the passport because it's such an area we were sheltered from mm-hmm. that the, we need to be explore it. Yeah, w- w- we need to be exposed to it. Yeah. Um so even if there are a lot of I'm sure there are tons of church kids like myself who are like I have no idea what this movie is referencing, all that stuff, but I still think it it opens the door. Oh, for um, sure. I that's one of the things with his his films is there's a lot of the folklore and yeah. spiritualism in them, and I don't know why, but it just fascinates me so much, especially the ties between different cultures and stuff. But yeah, we're gonna talk about the next film. So the next film we are doing is Bryn and I. Well, Bryn loves this film. So do I. I have very fond memories of this this film. So much. It's the 1991 coming of age black comedy. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Don't tell her. (laughs) Don't tell her. So Jonesy, based off of the poster and the the name, what do you think the film's about? We kind of gave some. So I feel like the kids accidentally kill a babysitter. Okay, there, plot of the um, film. <laughs> and uh, and then basically they got to keep taking care of themselves while also hiding and not a murder because if it's accidental, it's not a murder, yeah. but hiding um, uh, whatever you call an act. Well, I think the kids caused it. So I feel like, what do they call that? Manslaughter? Mm-hmm. You think like, they're manslaughterers? You think it's a fun holiday romp about a bunch of manslaughtering children? No, I don't I don't think they in, did anything to actually cause harm to someone. I think just in kid 80s antics, they accidentally murdered someone. And so dark. they dark. just, okay, have you watched 80s films? <laughs> okay, they're all kids, dark. You've got a real dark interpretation of this. Well, but, it's, okay. you're very, you're almost Hello, there. mom. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Are you really going to come at me with my interpretation of that title? And have you seen, I'm going off of the cover. There is a woman's leg. For those of you at home, there's a woman's leg. Legs, yeah, yeah. The cover of this. Yeah. There's oh, a God, bunch of kids just looking at that woman's legs like, yeah. So, so we yes, will see. I think they are responsible for her death and they're covering it up and they're taking care of themselves. So we will see Sorry. if Jonesy is right next week, which she probably is. But <laughs> I love this film. I'm excited. I haven't actually watched this in a while, so I'm super excited to rewatch it. I'm I'm going to give this movie a B. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know it's cheesy. I'm giving it a B plus because of Christina Applegate, and I and there's a fashion show, so I have to give it a B plus. There is a fashion, (laughs) but I remember it being pretty cheesy, so that's why it's not getting an A. So I'm not going to give it a full A, but this. But it's a great film. It's a hilarious film. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Tony B plus Bryn B. Yeah. I have a lot of memories. My brother and I will still call each other sometimes and go, I'm right on top of that rose. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. But that is our show. That was Spirited Away. Go watch the film. It's great. And watch Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and come back. And give leave your comments below. Let us know what you thought of the film. Um, you can email us at filmspringapodcast at gmail. You can follow us on Instagram. We're filmspringa. Go subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. It helps us out a lot. Um, and that is it for this week, everybody. We will see you next week with Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Bye.